So I asked Duncan to find me an appropriate song because you know how we do on the last Wednesday of the month, every month, we're talking money. I've got Michelle here with me. And because um, we're getting into that winter time, that winter time where everybody's got to get the flu shots, go see the doctors. So your medical aid suddenly becomes very, very, very important. So Michelle's brought a friend. Her name's Janet Marie. And I knew we had the right person. When, when she introduced herself to me, she said, I can sell medical aid after drinking a bottle in a bar. And I thought, that's the girl that's I want to talk to. Welcome, welcome. Janet, welcome. Thank you for coming on. Michelle, thank you for bringing Janet. And you know how we do this time of the, this time of the month. You know, everybody's bitch, but I have my money. If you're sitting at home and listening to the conversation and you want to join us, you want to tell us, you ask questions, ask questions about medical aid, about how you should be assessing all of those things, or you want to contribute to the conversation, you can call us directly into the studio. You know how it works. 0861-555-189 or at cliffcentral.com at Pumemashejo. And I was just telling Michelle that she's better do something about that at Michelle. She better do something about that. So long. And she is going to do something about it. But I must tell you also what was nice is that Duncan actually said to us today that as I walked in, he goes, he went, oh, Michelle's here, must be payday. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. We got your money. Yeah. So payday, when I'm here, payday, girls and guys. Everyone's always (laughs) smiling at you. There we go. Not quite sure why always, but fine. (laughs) Okay. First, most important, and I keep and I was saying to to you, uh, Janet, before we went on air, that I am very dedicated to understanding stuff, but it's so hard to understand medical aids, so hard. It is pretty complicated. (laughs) So why? Why? Well, well, basically, the first thing to do is to have a good broker that can obviously explain differences to you. That would be key. It's not going to cost you anything extra. The commissions are paid by the medical scheme, so you shouldn't worry about what it's going to cost you. And somebody can at least give you a lot of advice because some people only need a simple hospital plan. Some people need a really top-of-the-range plan. Other people just need a hospital with the savings. So it's always good just to do an assessment on somebody to find out what their needs are. Plus, you can change it every year, which is quite important. If you haven't chosen the right plan, there is always the option to change it for 1st of January the next year. I'm sorry, can I just ask a question? But also, if you've got a medical aid, as far as I understand it, throughout the year, you can go up in plan? No, that's incorrect. Is that incorrect? You can go down, down. not up. Correct. Okay, so in other words, Santa, I'm on a classic comprehensive. I don't need the classic comprehensive anymore. And I decide just to go for a hospital plan, and then I can scale down, but not up. 100%. You can go down. It's anti-selective if we go up. Because it might be that you suddenly got sick, got sick and, and I didn't tell you. Need, you. Correct. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> so at the end of the year, you can go up for 1st of January, but during the year, you can only come down. Thank you, Janet. So, Janet, let's start with the the basic classifications. We, you know, what types of medical aids are there out there for a person to look at? Before I even look at myself and what it is that I need, okay. what's out there? Well, basically, you're looking at... Most of the medical schemes nowadays are what they call new generation schemes, which would be a hospital plan with the savings added to it, or if you went for a more comprehensive plan, you've then got the above threshold benefit as well. There is, we used to have plans that were traditional plans. So everybody paid the same price and you got a basket of benefits, and if you didn't use it, start the next year on the same foot with everyone else. Um, one of the ski, uh, medical schemes does have plans like that now. They're based on one's income. But besides that particular plan, you are looking at new generation schemes. So it's either hospital cover, hospital and savings, or hospital savings and your above threshold benefit. So hospital cover, that's if you go into the hospital. Hospital cover covers you from admission to discharge. From the minute you admit it into that hospital and the minute you discharge, everything will be covered under the hospital cover. If you're discharged with medication to take at home or need to go and see physios after you've been discharged or something like that, that would come out of your savings account. So if you don't have the savings account, that's out of your pocket? It will come out of your pocket. So medical savings, how does that work? Well, medical savings, it's an amount that goes into your uh, medical plan and it's based on your risk premium. 
generally can only be up to 25% of what the risk is. When I say risk, I'm talking about the hospital premium, which would include your chronic. And that's money. Let's say you're putting in 100 rand a month. You've got 1,200 rand for the year. The money is available to you up front. You can spend it on any medical mishap or need that you have. When the money's finished, it's finished. If you are just on a plan that's just got a hospital with savings, when that savings is finished, your benefits are also finished for day to day. You will never run out of hospital. So that, that would be how the savings would work, basically. And threshold, what is that? What did you say? Above threshold. Yeah, above, above threshold. threshold. Yeah. That always confuses me that, as well. That's, yeah. Well, basically, like a scheme would set the threshold amount and your savings would be below that. The threshold is a benefit that kicks in. It's also um, made up of risk premium. Because when I say when I say savings, if you don't spend your savings, your medical savings account, whatever you don't spend just rolls over every year. You never oh, lose that money. So you money. never lose that money either. Correct. You never okay. lose the money that's allocated to the MSA, the medical savings account. So if savings. I don't go to a doctor, I put in a hundred rand every month. I've now got a one thousand two hundred rand at the end. Yes. And I don't go to the doctor. I don't buy any medication out of that thing. Next year. I'm going to have 2,400 rand. 100% correct. Ah, see, never knew that. Correct. Okay. So the threshold would be, I would suggest a th- plan with a threshold to people that would need additional cover, that would look at it and say, look, my savings, that's definitely not going to last us. Okay. What becomes complicated between about a threshold is that because your savings is limited to 25% of the risk premium and when your threshold kicks in is usually a higher amount you'll find that in between the two, you have a self-payment gap. It's the first confusing thing for people. And the next thing is, because you're going into a common risk pool as such in the above threshold benefit, it need, your expenses need to be, or your claims need to be um, allocated at a certain rate. So you might go see somebody that charges 200% a GP, but only 100% of that amount is actually going towards your above threshold benefit. Okay, so you will find your gap gets bigger. And this is what people don't understand. So their savings runs out. Then you have the self-payment gap. And then only do you go into the threshold benefit. And that tends to be where people get a bit upset. <laughs> and it's quite expensive, gap. hey. It can become quite quite it expensive. So can. if you've got, say now for instance, I've got my 1,200 rand. And then I have a self-payment gap, but that can be up to 5,000 rand. It could be. And then straight after that, then I can use it as much as I want to, literally up to say they'll have a, a ceiling amount well, or not really. It depends. For example, on, on, on the Medicaid that I'm with, on their comprehensive plan, there is no ceiling. However, there are sub-limits to optical and uh, orthodontics. Okay, and obviously then they've also given you a family benefit. So in other words, say now for, for instance, oncology, they'll give you half a million for the year for the family. But it'll, it's individual. And it's in, that's individual. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, Janet, I know that the oh, no, that gap, that self-payment gap thing, eh? yes. it's so confusing. I remember sitting there with the woman drawing a hole for me <laughs> <laughs> and yes. showing me that every time you, you put your slips in, it's like those slips fill those holes. That's right. right. And then you can walk over the hole. That's exactly it. <laughs> that's exactly it. <laughs> but how do I know what that amount will be? Does someone tell me that okay. up front? There's, there's, or do I have to ask what it will be up no, front? No, no. First of all, you've got two options when you fill in an application form and you can change this at any time. And that is to be refunded by the medical scheme at cost. So whatever claim you put in, whatever it costs, you give me my money back. Or at the discovery scheme rate, the discovery health rate. So if you're on a comprehensive plan, let's say, and you've chosen to be refunded at the discovery health rate. On the 1st of January, you are going to know upfront, start of the year, because of the difference between savings and the threshold amount, you're going to have a self-payment gap. Let's call it one and a half thousand rand. So you know on the 1st of January, that's what I'm in for this year. It's nothing you can do about it. Okay, okay. so am I understanding you correctly? There's a self-payment gap of 1,500 rand. Once you've finished your 1,200 rand. Correct. So basically, if... During the year, you go to doctors and whatever, and the total amount of all of those visits and medications is 3,200 rand, something like that, mm. yeah? 
I will have then go into the above threshold. Yes. Okay. What I'm basically saying is because the savings is limited to 25% of the risk and the threshold limit is higher than that amount, you're automatically going to have a gap if you choose that plan. Okay. You can stop that gap at that amount if you choose to be refunded at the discovery health rate because then it means that every time they refund you is only at the amount that they will accumulate towards the threshold. Oh, so I your see. gap doesn't grow. Okay. If you get refunded at cost, then you must be careful because you might go and see a dentist who's now charging 200% of the discovery health rate, not 100%. So therefore, you're going to have this additional amount added onto your self-payment gap. Because they're refunding you the whole amount, but they're only accumulating the 100%, not the other amount. So that adds to your gap now. Let's say 500. So now you've got another 500 added on. Mm, so, so that all becomes options. deeper. Correct. So, so my recommendation to somebody on a comprehensive plan is to choose the discovery health rate option. Refund me at the same rate that you're going to accumulate to the threshold. Let me rather take the shortfall as and when. As I go to the doctor, I'm 100 rand short or 50 rand short or whatever the case may be. So... Is there legislation, because this is the other thing that I just don't know, just don't understand, in terms of medical aids, are they all equal because yes. there's some kind of regulation? Strong regulation. Or like a bank. So whether you go to bank A, B, or C, is it highly, highly regulated? Highly regulated, correct. Okay. There is, there's, there's, there's no gray area. It's really. a council for medical schemes, and they regulate everything. So it's like an ombud. Yeah. So they make sure, like the FSB is with me, with my financial advisory services, the Council for Medical Schemes does exactly the same thing, but on the medical aid side. So they will regulate not only the way that the, that the medical aids are run, but also the prescriptions within the medical aids. So dependent on people's, um, diseases that they may have or whatever, they actually prescribe how much is given and how much is not given to them. Correct. And you also have what you call prescribed minimum benefits. So every scheme has to cover these particular benefits. Um, they can do whatever they want after that, but everyone is regulated with regards to that. So, yes, Medical Schemes Act. So, Janet, choosing a medical aid, what are the questions I should be asking myself before I choose a scheme okay. to know what's right for me? Well, first of all, basically, you want to know... Um, the kind of cover that you need. What what is your experience has been? Are you a very sickly family? Are you a healthy family? We would look at um, would the savings account on a saving plan be enough, or should, would you be suitable to go for a comprehensive plan? Quite often, I must say, um, a hospital plan with a savings account for for young healthy people is sufficient. Okay, as long as you have the knowledge that when that money's finished, it's finished. What I always say to people is that if you take a comprehensive premium. And, for example, a, a saver premium. The difference between those, if you multiply it by 12 months, let's say the difference is a 1,000 rand a month. So we're looking at 12,000 in the year. If you don't exceed that out of pocket, you're still better off on the lower plan. Mm. Okay, so that's a good way to look at it and to work it out. Um, one could look at, if you want to go for a more affordable plan, one could look at going on to a network plan, which gives us certain hospitals to use. I'm on that plan, for, for example. It's brought my premium down quite a lot. And lucky me, haven't been to hospital for four <laughs> years, so it hasn't affected me. But there's great hospitals on the list. I would never choose that for my family unless I was happy with there's it. There's a list that you can look at. Oh, yes, yes. most definitely. It's Every an associated list that actually puts themselves in with a hospital plan. So say now, for instance, um, with Discovery, they call them the Delta Network. Correct. So the Delta Network hospital plans, you'll have places like a Morningside Clinic. Four Ways Life. Four Ways Life. You've got Wilke Heerville. Mm -hmm. You've got Flora. No, no, not, no, no, not Flora. Not Flora. Um, but really good hospitals. And if you look at Morningside, they've got an incredible oncology department. Correct. Um, Donald Wilke Gordon's Heerville. on the list. Donald yeah. Gordon's very good for oncology yes. as well. So really great. And, and because they're part of the network, your premiums go down quite a lot, although it's a private hospital. Substantially. But what I also like is I don't have my back against the wall on that plan. If I want to buy myself out of the network, I can at a, at a certain cost. So I say to myself, if... God forbid, one of my kids got a life-threatening condition. I would find the top professor. And if he was at a hospital out the network, I'd find that co-payment. That, so, what does that but, mean? But my hands aren't tied that I can't do it. 
Oh, okay. You so would just pay in the difference. You could pay in the difference. Correct. Yes. So you have that option. It's yes. not Correct. like they're saying, now you've chosen this thing. That's Correct. it for you for Correct. life. Correct. Correct. So I have options. I'm on the, on the most affordable plan for the best cover for myself, but I have options if I want. So. Uh-huh. And for me, the nicest thing as well is I think to remember with most medical aid companies is that, yes, you may be on a network with, say, Benitas or Discovery or Momentum or whoever it may be. But most of them, and I would say 99% of them, if you're in a car accident, say, for instance, and the car accident is here in Sunning Hill, they will take me straight through to Sunning Hill Hospital Correct. to stabilize me. Only once I'm stable will they move me to one of my network hospitals. So Correct. I never have to worry that, oh, God, I'm going to be dead by the time they get me to Volkerheerville. <laughs> That's correct. Or I've got lost a leg or an arm. Or Correct. <laughs> what we say is it's hospital network for planned procedures. A procedure that is planned as part of your diary. You know what's happening. In an emergency, the nearest private hospital. Okay. So Quentin, Quentin sent us an SMS on WeChat, and he says it feels like it's a little off topic. <laughs> but I'm going to ask it anyway. Okay. Because we can do that <laughs> on our <Okay>. radio. <laughs> <laughs> Medical alert bracelets for severe um, allergies and stuff. Is that covered by your medical aid? Well, it's no. they don't provide it. No. no, I'll tell you why. Because I wear a medical alert bracelet. And very simply, you actually apply for it yourself. Um, it doesn't really cost you a lot. So you can decide what type of bracelet you want. I think I pay about it's 125 rand a year just to stay on their records because they also send you a card which you keep in your wallet. Oh, so that's a separate thing. It's, it's a, a totally separate, separate thing. thing. See, no, I'm glad that. Mesh was here to answer the <laughs> question, to be honest. Thank you. I didn't even know that. So that's yeah. a whole other It's a whole thing. other thing. They actually, you will then send them the details on the medical alert bracelet. You will then choose what type of bracelet you want. Um, depending on costs as well. So you can go for silver, stainless steel, gold. You can go for dog tags. You can go for absolutely anything. They've got some really funky ones. And especially for kids, they've even got the ones that you've got like a little watch where it's, it's covered so that it's snug uh, on their arms and it doesn't, you know, worry them or anything. And then your details are on there. And there's also a unique number that is linked to your name. So that number, if they pick this up, they can actually contact them. And they will give you the full history of that patient. Wow. But it is a private, it's an, it's an independently owned business. And that's not paid for by a no, medical aid? No, this oh. is independently done. Oh, okay. Yeah. Quentin, I hope that answers your question. And mm. Quentin, really, as I said, if you've got any kind of allergies or your kids or anybody has, do me a favor and do it because it can actually save somebody's life. Mm. Sure. No, that's amazing. Okay. But, okay, so back to the, the issue of What's covered? Chronic illness. Yes. Chronic disease. How does that work? Okay, well, basically on your lower plans, um, you would probably only be covered for the 25, 27 prescribed minimum benefit conditions. Okay. And if you were... There's a list? There is a list, yes. <laughs> the list is on, should be on all list? the medical schemes website. It's definitely on Discovery's website. One can Google just PMB conditions. There will be a list of that as well. PMB, so no. prescribed medi- minimum, 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 benef- prescribed minimum benefits. You that can Google that South Africa. That's and, it. Okay. Yeah. Correct. Um, <laughs> so what, what what are you what's covered? Who pays oh, for okay, what? Okay, sorry, so the the chronic on your lower plans you'll be <laughs> Janet covered for the freaking out here. I <laughs> should have had my camera <laughs> completely freaking out that she's not answering the question. <laughs> sorry. And then sorry, on your comprehensive plan you'll be covered for sixty six conditions and that'll be other ones. Your PMBs are more life threatening type of conditions like hypertension, cholesterol Diabetes. Correct. Those would be yeah. you know. So the the, the 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 government is saying you can't not cover people for those conditions regardless of the circumstances mm. if they join a scheme. Um, with regards oh, to so I- even it's, it's one of those pre-joining pre the scheme or whatever. If you've got it, you must be covered anyway. They're not going to penalize you for... There's different categories, for yeah. example. Okay, So there's different categories for joining a medical scheme. If you've been on a scheme already for two years and you now want to change to another one, but you have an existing condition... The the new scheme can only impose a three-month general waiting period on you, and you will be covered for prescribed minimum benefits during that time. If you join the scheme for a first time or you've had longer than a 90-day break in cover, 
you will not be covered for those prescribed minimum benefit conditions. For the waiting period. For the waiting period, correct. Okay. Which is three months anyway. Or 12-month condition specific. Okay. okay. So diff- there's three categories, A, B, and C. In category C, they can only give you a three-month wait. But category A, they can give you 12-month condition specific. So if you come on board with diabetes, for example, they would say we don't cover you for diabetes for 12 months, but we also not they could also not cover you for anything for the first three months. Sure. But so again, your first three months waiting period, again, excludes any type of emergency. So, for instance, once again, I'm in Sunning Hill and I've been in a car accident and I'm going to lose an arm and a leg. They have to take me, sorry, they have to take me to the nearest hospital. They can't say, oh, sorry, but you haven't been on your medical aid for three months. No, correct. Emergency, so emergencies, will. even operations, if a child's got an appendicitis, um, the appendix is going to burst, they will take that kid immediately. And I've got experience of that from clients that I've had. One thing I'd like to just mention, to me the most important thing about medical aid and people asking questions in this country, when should I join, that type of thing. Um, the Medical Schemes Act makes provision for a late joiner penalty. If you join a medical aid after the age of 35, the you longer I'm on that threshold. The longer you <laughs> wait, the more you're going to pay every month for the rest of your life. So if I can encourage everybody before the age of 35, even if you get onto the cheapest, most basic hospital plan, get your foot in the door. Because if you have a gap of five years, you're going to pay 5% more, then 25%, then 50%, and that'll never go away. So my advice to everybody is get onto a medical aid before you're 35. Get onto a medical aid before you're 35. And also a wonderful thing to remember is if you're on a medical aid, most medical aids, once again, 99% of them, have got the ability for the individual member to actually log onto their website with their own details. And under that, it gives you absolutely everything you need to know. You can check your benefits. You can check your premiums. You can check exactly what you're covered for. You can check your chronic disease. You can check what's been paid, what hasn't been paid. Everything goes on there. It is brilliant. Log in, have your own login on those, and it gives you everything. I agree. We're Websites. talking about medical aids. I'm Pumi Mashoko, and we're with Janet Marie. And Michelle is always here. You know how we do on the last Wednesday of every month. We're talking money. And today, specifically, we're talking about medical aids and your pocket. But first, a little break. I am the future of South Africa. On my shoulders, I carry the hopes and dreams of generations to come. I'm eager to learn but even more eager to use my knowledge for good. I know that it's not where I come from, but where I'm going to that really matters. At Sibanya Gold, we believe our youth is worth its weight in gold, which is why we are so committed to developing, nurturing, and grooming our young people into future leaders. Sibanya Gold, we are one. There's an event of the ooh, ah, yes, yes, yes persuasion happening beneath your refrigerator. That would be the O'Flanagans. They are making sweet, sweet cockroach loving behind a rogue cherry tomato. As they lie spent, two tangled exoskeletons, they snack on a piece of used dental floss and pick names for the new additions to their rapidly growing brood. 127 and counting. And Mrs. O is still broody. Freaky broody. The refrigerator hums and works its Michael Bublé-esque spell. I'm going to ravage you like a piece of sandwich meat, says Mr. O, as Mrs. O rolls around giggling helplessly on her back. Bring it, Papa, she says, bring it. And he does. Right there beneath your refrigerator in the shadow of a cherry tomato. Make them stop with fast, deadly doom. It has been locked away from the eyes of the world, chained, never to be released. But now, it wants to get out. Stay tuned to Cliff Central weekdays to find out how you can unleash the Jeep Renegade. Find hidden codes and videos posted by Jeep SA, and you could win Jeep Renegade prizes. As well as become the person to single-handedly unleash the Jeep Renegade upon the shores of South Africa. Are you renegade enough? I'm a renegade, I just hit the ground running. Visit unleashrenegade.co.za to find out. T's and C's apply. 
It's 12.31. I'm Pobi Mashekho. You're listening to Womanla, and we're talking about medical aids with Janet Murray, who's a medical aid guru. I've learned so much already <laughs> as it is. And Michelle, who's, as you know, last Wednesday of every month, she's here. She's our money chick, helping us keep more money in our back pockets. So with so much, so much, so much, so much that we've covered in the past 30 minutes. But we're talking self-payments. And just as we're on that little break, you girls are going crazy here about self-payment gap cover. There's an insurance that one can take for this? Yes. Yes, there is gap cover. Um, what gap cover does is because practitioners charge uh, different rates and the medical schemes have a cutoff, they will either refund 100% or 200%. Some might still do 300% of that rate. But you'll find certain practitioners will actually charge 4 to 500%. So gap cover is there to take you from your 200% up to 500%. So if you're going into hospital, your hospital, bed, ward, food, all of that's all going to be covered. It's really the, the related service provider, the yeah. actual surgeon, the actual anesthetist, the physio, the service provider that's coming to attend to you. What do they charge in their private practice? Because they're going to charge you that in hospital. I'll give you a quick example Okay. Because my mom just went in On the 30th of last month To have a lump removed And she's just on a hospital plan But we've also got gap cover So what we did is We wait for all the bills to come through So I know that the general surgeon um, Charged I think he was 250% Of medical aid rates The anaesthetist was 200% Of medical aid rates the pharmacy, as you explained earlier on, she had already been discharged when we collected her medication. So guess what? That's out of her own pocket. Correct. So when I, I actually did this little calculation before we came back on, onto the show. And her self-payment gap was 3,427 rand. And from, 16 cents. Yeah, and 16 cents. <laughs> Thank you for me. <laughs> so that means that that would actually have to come out of my mom's own pocket. Correct. But now what we do is we pay those providers that amount. So that will be the surgeon, the anesthetist, the pathologist, funny enough, and then the pharmacy. So we will pay that amount to them, but we will keep our slips and proof of payment. We will then complete the application form for the gap cover, prove that we've paid it, and they will refund us that because we are paying for that on a monthly basis to actually cover the gap of between what she did on the hospital and what the actual costs were. Correct. Oh. And gap cover isn't really that expensive. No. I must be honest. You're looking about 200, 250. My mom's pay, I mean, she's no, 75 no. and she's paying 175 rand a month. So, so it is worth so at. worth it. Again, what are you going to do with 175 rand? Yeah. Go and get takeaways. Sometimes Nando's. They pay, bottle of wine. No, they pay yeah. co-payments. Bottle of wine. Well. I'm coming to drink wine with you again. <laughs> <laughs> at the bar bottle so we can talk medically. <laughs> Okay, so so I get that. I get the, the chronic stuff. What about those things? You know, some of us with children, that children are like a chronic illness all of their own, right? <laughs> There's all these things that you have to do. You have to take them to special doctors, and some doctors charge medical aid rates. Some doctors don't want to be paid by the medical aid, all of that kind of stuff. Yes. Is there a list that I can go look at to say what rates should pediatricians charge? What rates should... Okay. Is well, there some is, kind of list? No, there is no specific list. Okay. They choose. They choose. And I the would suggest... The doctor chooses. The doctor... I should have been a doctor. It's their discretion. Correct. <laughs> Thanks, Dr. Cindy. Yes. Cindy. Dr. Cindy. Dr. <laughs> Cindy. <laughs> it's their discretion. <laughs> and I, my suggestion is that you ask up front. However... There is on the medical scheme like I'm with, I'm with Discovery, on their website they have a MAPS, a medical aid provider search tool, okay? And if I now want to see an orthopedic surgeon in the north and I have a particular hospital, I can Google, I mean I can punch an orthoped, the area that he's in, and they will bring up some certain names where I'm guaranteed no shortfalls, where I wouldn't need gap cover or anything because nice. they have a payment arrangement with Discovery directly to pay at 200%. So if you don't have anyone particular in mind, I would suggest using that MAPS tool. I definitely and you don't would. have to go to a specific doctor, then it is definitely that way. And what about, um, so latest craze with everybody with children, uh, ADHD medication, which is like Schedule 6 or something ridiculous, and every month you've got to have 
um, a fresh script and you've got to have a consultation and all of that kind of stuff. Well, it's not deemed chronic, but they will refund from your savings account. They will refund that from the savings account. That comes out of the savings, which means that your savings account is going to deplete a lot quicker. Yeah. Whereas if you're on a chronic medication, that actually comes out of your hospital part of the plan. The risk premium. Yeah. And how risk. do you register a chronic illness? You, you just apply. T- take your for- you, I would send you a form. You take it along to the doctor. Next time you see him, you and the doctor have to fill out each section. You submit it and really... Hope for the best. Days, they will come back to you. Pretty <laughs> official. <laughs> <for that. laughs> no, I'll tell you why. Because I was actually rejected on medication, which is really a chronic medication. Because if I go off it, I will die. But they will not pay for it. And that, sorry, I'm yeah, going no, to say that is discovery. Yeah. And I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to mention names. Look, I can't say they pay for every single yeah. thing they <laughs> submitted to them. No, yeah. there's definitely areas where they don't. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And let's talk about the areas where they don't pay for stuff. How do you, how do you determine well, what you know gets what? paid for, what doesn't get paid for? So for me as an there's end user, a list. Yeah. There's <laughs> a list. You know what? The basic cover is pretty straightforward. Okay. It's when there's speciality drugs involved and, and okay. they can't, you know, that kind of thing. That's, there are a few gray areas. And then the best thing is to speak directly with the clinical, um, section that will now determine what, why there's, most things are general and are covered, but there are a few things that, that have the exception, yeah. yeah. And I always say, discovery, even though they make people very frustrated, it's, a lot of it is very logical. So if you, if I need to know the example, what is their reasoning behind it? What is, what is their explanation? Although they are very good at their explanations, um, for one to understand it, you mm. know. But the basic is that all medical aids are basically equal because it's a regulated Correct. environment. Correct. If you ever feel like you're being taken to the cleaners by a medical aid or whatever, is there is there a place to go and complain? There's an ombudsman. Yeah, there is a, med- a medical aid ombudsman. There's a medical aid ombudsman that, that will be where you go to. The, I must find that and put it on my yeah. website. Yeah. But but also, so I get a broker and I've never, I'm, I'm 22. No, yes. okay, maybe not 22. Um, 34. Okay. And I'm going to get my foot in the door. Yes. I have never had medical aid. Yes. Um, what are the questions I should be asking a broker? About the schemes, because are there are there questions that are okay? Well, but yes, questions? I mean, you'd like to know um, the, the schemes credit rating. Is it a what well known? What does that sc- mean? It means. Uh, In other words, if you have a look at a credit rating, it very simply means, firstly, how many clients have they got? Number one. Number two, what is their claim ratio, as to their payout ratio? Because that makes a lot of sense. That's a good one. So, yeah. how many claims do they receive? And, and how, how many, many payments do they actually pay correct, correct. And how much of the payment is made. So that gives you a good understanding of how well they maintain their credit ratio. Correct. Huh. And there's got there's a solvency ratio and all schemes are required to keep a certain amount in a fund. Almost like there. a slush fund. Oh, correct. Right. Solvency ratio. So I could be paying a medical aid and it could go under and then my money's gone. No, not okay. necessarily. I think it's happened in the last 10 years. I think there's been two. And and I think that was just mis-administration. That wasn't really the, the fund's fault. Um, but The council know, is very Yeah, they very, very are quickly. conscientious about yeah. it. And they make so sure. Because remember, you've got a lot of people like you and I that are also paying for substandard lives. So let's take, for instance, now, like Pumi. Pumi is now this person who is healthy. She's got a little boy, but you know what? He's just as healthy because he's always running around and he eats well and everything. But now you've got Michelle. Michelle's a substandard life. She's on medication for this and she's on medication for that and she's had this illness and that illness. So now, between the two of us, although we're in exactly the same scheme, guess who they're paying more for? Me. So at Correct. the end of the day, we've got to look at it as a pool of people, a group of people that are paying a premium to be claimed and paid for. Correct. And that's how it works. And that's why your MSA is the only thing that actually belongs to you. If you use it, you lose it. If you don't, you keep it and it rolls over. But you can never like withdraw from it. Yes. You can't withdraw no, from it. But you it, can get it at the end of the year. The, if you leave yeah. the scheme, you they can will get pay it. it out for you. And also, if you downgrade it to a hospital plan, yeah, you're not then allowed to pay keep the savings. Oh, no. okay. So it's a savings plan within a medical aid. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But it's your money at the end yeah. of the day. What you put in is what you get out. 
but there's a threshold of how much you can put in. You can't just twenty five percent is yeah. the max on, on, on of your premium. Plans. Of your premium. Yeah. Yeah. Some plans have got a bit lower, fifteen percent on, but th- they would be on the plan that I would recommend. But then yeah. you've also got premiums that differ from. I mean, you can get something. I know. Discovery's got a key care product, which is really, really good. But that is dependent on how much the person earns every Correct. month. So what will happen is that they can get a premium of close on 500 rand for a hospital plan, but again, only at certain network hospitals. Yeah. But then you've also got your classic comprehensive or your executive classic comprehensive yeah. plans, that which can cost you up to 8,000 rand. Yeah. Very expensive. So it is dependent. I think that's what's so important, what Janet's saying, is get the right person to talk to about it. Get somebody that's accredited. Get somebody that is actually in the know of what you need and that asks the right questions. I mean, you know I always harp on about this and I say, guys, if you're going to use a financial advisor, make sure they know what they're talking about and ask as many questions until you feel comfortable. Not them, you. How do I know that the person I'm talking to is the right person? Well, first of all, I must be accredited. Is a financial advisor sufficient or do I have to get someone with a specific... Yes, I would ask them if they specifically uh, cater for medical aid and are medical aid specialists. There's not that many medical aid specialists out there, but But it's it's what we, you know, we, we really try and get as much knowledge about the industry and what's happening so we can give a broad based advice, basically. And remember that... Uh, medical aid brokers are actually accredited by the Council for Medical Schemes. Correct. I wanted to mention so, that. Yeah. So always yeah. check. That you always are. make sure that they've got that accreditation. Credited with the Council of Medical Schemes. That's very important. If they don't have that, walk away. Walk That's away. Then they're BSing you. Yeah. We have to. We, we've got to pay a fee every year. We've got to be – it's every two years. We've got to update it. So – it's, I definitely make sure they got that. So there's an accreditation. It's not just any old person that's Correct. read the brochures and says they understand it. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> this real, Michelle, this is a real question. No, no, no it's true. No, you're a hundred percent right. Correct. And so, cause, you know, there's, there's so many different moving parts yes. when it comes to medical aids. Yes. And, and who says what and, and what they've got. Yes. But if I am employed, so I'm currently employed. I've yes. got somebody who pays half my medical aid. Yes. And then I lose my job. Okay. In Sorry the middle of you. the year. In the middle of the year. <laughs> yes. So in the middle of the year, I can go down Correct. in medical aid Correct. In, in, at any time. Correct. But if I cannot afford the medical aid anymore, yes. what then if I've lost my job? Well, unfortunately, then you give notice and you have to resign from the scheme. Um, if you were a client of mine, I would try and look at going, even if we went down to the cheapest option, if you're not employed at all, I'd say let's put you onto the key care plan then. I mean, that premium for somebody that's not employed is like 350 rand a month. So it is so cheap, you would have to stay on the plan obviously till the end of the year. But as opposed to advising someone to just resign, I'd rather try and get you a more affordable plan. Pumi, I'm not sure how, how valid this is anymore, but I know that I was dealing with somebody who also lost their position. And they wanted to stay on their medical aid. And again, as I badmouthed Discovery just now, they're also very, very good in other ways. Sorry, Discovery. So what they actually we do, love do Discovery. No, <laughs> we love Discovery. Janet so does. what we did is we actually went to their call, the call center, their okay. care okay. center, you know, in, in yes. Santon. Oh, okay. And I went with a client and we spoke to them and they said, listen, you've been retrenched and we're actually prepared to give you a three month retrenchment package where you pay like, I think it was like, 200 rand a month just for this person to get over that issue that they had and i don't know if they still no, do it no, that wouldn't that, wouldn't, that was no. about two years ago no i've never my personally i've yeah. never heard of something like that it's pay it. your premium either they were, or but i'm just saying they were really awesome yeah. about it Okay. So I don't know if it was maybe because the person had a medical savings account. You see, this is the thing. And they they could have taken the money out of that. Some people are sitting with huge medical savings Savings. account deposits that are sitting in there. So I don't know if they kind of just helped us. No. Is there a threshold to what Mm -hmm. can be sitting in your medical savings account? No. So like they say, your premium, it can only be 25% of what your premium is. If after five years, you've still not, you're just accumulating this. No, it's all yours. It's a savings account. I dealt with a a client the other day. He's got 65,000 rand sitting in his medical savings account. No way. Is he married? No, he's not. (laughs) He doesn't need that. I need to go go on to a better medical aid. (laughs) 
Yeah, some people have got huge amounts. I promise you there's people with more than that. There's, there's sure. big amounts in their savings. There's a lot of healthy people out there, actually. <laughs> Plastic surgery. Yeah. Michelle, those boob, Sorry. boob job. Michelle's just doing a boob Sorry, job. Sorry, no reconstructive <laughs> surgery. No, but if I've got a no medical savings account and come out of that. Can it? No. Not. 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 But it's That's your money. Different. No, then I'd rather suggest going to a hospital plan, get the money paid out, you have it done. That's you see, but that's now now we're thinking. Correct. Okay, <laughs> no, no, say no, that to me again. Would. Say that to me again. If I want so let's just say you've got sixty thousand Rand in your medical savings account and you come to me in July and say, Janet, I need the scheme to pay for my breast enhancement. And I say they're not gonna do that. So I need to get this money out. Give me an option. The only option would be that I have to downgrade you to a hospital plan. And then they'll pay that savings out. And, and in December, the, December for you January, go back up we go again. back up to the other plan. Sure, we good. But I would explain <laughs> all the implications to you so you realize you only have hospital cover. And if you're happy with that, that's what we could but do. You've got the ho- so, but you've got the hospital cover. So the, the 60K will pay for the doctor. And the ho- and the hospital will still be paid for no, your bed. Your- no, 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 no. They no, won't pay for it. not going to pay for anything with regards to that. And can I just say something as well? Be careful that you don't have a procedure like that and then something actually goes wrong during that surgery because the scheme is going to kick their heels in to pay for that because you sure. went in for a, a procedure that's not covered by them. Sure. So that's something to bear in mind as well. That is a very valid point. Yeah. 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 If complications set in, they'll have, save your have life. Have access on your bond or <laughs> hopefully you've taken a policy with Michelle <laughs> and it will cover it. Tax-free savings In account. Fact, I think Michelle should be selling just breast enhancement <laughs> policies. Well, guys, guess what? Tax-free savings account. Exactly. Brilliant plan. Exactly. This is a whole other show that I have to have. Two I years. So. You can take out the money, have your boobs done, and we can carry on again. Jeez. This is a whole other show. But, okay, but on a very serious note, when it comes to the end of the year, and you're reassessing, you find yourself like it happens to me all the time. Come September, October, my medical aid savings plan is done. Yes. Uh, my self-payment gap is still too high Yes. Um, to get into the threshold. I mean, I, I won't in October, November, December because they're far less doctors. Fumi, can I ask you, because one, one thing I pick up with people, when they get to this particular stage where they're now in the self-payment gap, they seem to not submit claims to discovery. Because they've had to pay for it themselves. And that's the biggest mistake you can make. I want to say to anybody that is in a self-payment gap, that's the whole point. You have to submit the claim to discovery so that they can see how they close your gap. Remember you said each little one slots in to mm-hmm. reduce it. If you don't submit the claim, you're not going to have a reduction in that gap and you'll never get to the threshold. I'm just saying that because I know a lot of people say to me, I got to the gap and then I, I froze and I never used the Medicaid again. <laughs> And that's that's totally opposite of what you should, should be doing. Be doing yeah. you, if you're going to pay for your threshold benefit and you're about to get into it, you might as well get into it Correct. and use it. And use it, And yeah. then use it. If you haven't been for glasses, go get a pair of glasses. Go for your dentist and all that kind of stuff, yeah. Correct. And So, Janet, is there a particular way that one should be using their medical aid to get the maximum amount of benefits? Yes. Should you, at the beginning of the year, be doing... What is that? Well, to get the maximum amount of benefits. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm somebody that's very comfortable with the hospital plan and the savings. So I know what my limitations are and exactly what's in there for me. But I also make extensive use of Discovery's wellness program. For example, the Vitality Vitality, or the Multiply with Momentum or whatever. Because I get a lot of money back from those. I save a lot on those. and I really enjoy those programs. I, I think I get a lot of benefit out of it. But I think those are awesome because if you – and I know she's – I think we've punted Discovery more than anything else today. But they've got a great idea of the integration process. Integration So what brilliant. they do is they use the vitality, they use your medical aid, they use your retirement annuity, your life cover, your healthy foods, and they integrate absolutely everything. everything. And if you use it correctly, it works on almost like a loyalty bonus type of Correct. product. Correct. So you've got your loyalty bonuses, you've got your discam loyalty bonuses, Correct. you've got your e-bucks, all of these things. So again, if you use it correctly, it is definitely example, a I've benefit. The vitality as well as the credit card. So I have the healthy foods benefit now where I get 25% back of all the healthy food I eat and either pick and pay or Woolworths. In fact, in my case, it's both because I'm using the card. But instead of getting that money back cash every month, I actually channel it into my savings account. So it goes into the – so there is ways of Mm -hmm. adding to it. Also, there's another product that they have 
called a health plan protector, for example, where you can actually get all your risk premiums, unspent risk premiums back after a certain period, either age of 65 or the earliest of death, disability or severe illness, which to me is fantastic because people say Mediclade is such a ripoff. It's like I'm throwing money away every month. Well, A, you don't have to throw the money away. You can get it back. And B, as I mentioned earlier, I want to say to people, do you have car insurance? I don't hear you moaning about that as much. Yeah. Your health is very important, you know, so. Yes. And you'll get your contribution certificate at the end of the year anyway. Exactly. When you're submitting to SARS. Exactly. Levies. <laughs> I've got a question here that's saying, paying for medication over the counter. My medical aid always charges me a levy. Why? Okay, well, all pharmacists generally charge a levy. And, let me just mention, when you're buying over-the-counter medication, that's normally below Schedule 3, and it is not considered prescribed medication, and it does not accumulate towards the threshold. So if somebody's on a comprehensive plan... Hold up. They, yep. Hold. I just want to make sure I'm understanding you correctly here. So if I go and I buy Benelin... Yes. That doesn't contribute to the, the little slip that goes into covering that's the hole. That's correct. Okay. So if I can ask for it... And it hasn't been given by a doctor. Schedule it's not on the script correct. with the doctor. Yeah, okay. yeah. Or any, sometimes they can put it on the script. It's, it's, it's a schedule three and below. It's just schedule three and up is considered prescribed medication and that accumulates. Anything below is considered over the counter. Aha. So tell me about the levies. Well, I mean, pharmacies charge, they, they've entitled to charge levies. So that will be the levies that the pharmacies charge. Like your doctors, they charge over the medical aid prescribed benefits. Medical MSAs, yeah, yeah. that's exactly the same. That's kind of their cut of oh, what they're and getting. The medical scheme can't deny them that, or any, you know, it's it's what they charge to administer the medication. But this, so, but this question specifically saying that the medical aid won't pay that levy. No, because that is the pharmacy's no. money. No. Oh, okay. So, in other words, it's like me going and saying to Pumi, "I want to sell you your phone. I'm going to sell it to you for one thousand two hundred rand, but I bought it for a, for a, for one hundred rand, oh. or one thousand rand, I should well, say." So, it's that they're not that specifically levies for medication. They're not co-payments in hospital for certain procedures or anything. Okay, I don't if yeah. it just levies. So okay. it's just levies. Um, I hope I hope we've answered your question. I'm sorry if we haven't, but it's really <laughs> it's like a little difficult to understand. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's like putting up cost. You know, you buying something yeah. for cost, and you're putting up the price, and you are keeping the difference to make your profit. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so it just depends on the pharmacy that Correct. you go yeah. to. Look, on my savings, my, I mean, I get refunded levies and <coughs> everything. When I, I've just got a savings account, so everything I, I get refunded at cost. Whatever I put out is what I want them to refund me. Oh, okay. Yeah. And um, contraceptions and stuff like that, are those always covered? It's covered, yeah. Always covered, should savings. be always covered. Yeah. Yeah, and it no comes out of your savings. savings. So if those savings are finished, you're not getting that, you're not getting that pill. And you're going to buy nappies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that you are. And formula. And I would much rather you paid for the contraception rather yes. than the nappies. nappies. We've done the show before, remember? <laughs> you're not paying the nappies. <laughs> But I'm definitely, you, you know, Janet, there, there's so many, I think there's so many complexities here. Yes. We might have to have you back here again. Uh, no I'm available now. anytime. It's been lovely talking we to you. We might have to have you here again because I'm also just thinking at the end of the year. So if if you can only change your medical aid yes. on the 1st of January, mm-hmm. do I have to notify them in December that yes, I'm going to change? Yes, absolutely. Always a cutoff. And generally yeah. around about some medical schemes is the 30th of November. Some of them are yeah. 15th of December. I would get it in before the end of November. No, into November, time. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, then I'm going to ask you to come back I'm and here. talk to I'm us yours, in October. <laughs> because I think this is, this is a critical thing. So the fine print, yes. th- that fine print that comes with the medical aid is important. Because then there's a lot of things that, it seems like there's a lot of things that are sitting in there that don't get. I would just look at the out. basic exclusion list. Okay. To see exclusion list. Exclusion. So every medical scheme will exclude things. They will exclude like, um, plastic, plastic surgery, surgery yeah. um, infertility treatment, that kind of thing. On your lower income plans, there will be more exclusions. So they'll, have back, care, yeah, they'll have back, they'll have back and, uh, back and, um, psychological. Surgery. It's, it's, all that's, that kind ba- of that's stuff. basic access to private mm. healthcare. So they'll have a lot more, um, restrictions or exclusions. Basically, when you're looking at a medical scheme, you want, if, if you want to compare one, you want to know what is the hospital paying out at? Is it paying out at 100% or 200%? What do I have for my day-to-day benefit and what type of chronic coverage do they have? Just to keep it very simple. 
and do a comparison like that with schemes. Okay, so you must compare apples to apples. Correct. That's very important. Know what's being covered and what's not being covered. Correct. As well as what's chronic. And also, if you're going into a hospital, please ask the doctor what... Are you charging up front? Up front. Say to him, yeah. what are you charging? Are you charging 200%, 300%, yeah. 400%? We seem to be so too embarrassed yeah. to ask these doctors these but things it's nowadays. True. We must ask. I mean, some people you can negotiate with. Correct. And say to them, I'm yeah. sorry, I'm only on this plan. I know you charge 300%. Can you please charge me 200%? Sure. Yeah. You see. And, and what about when you have to pay doctors up front, where doctors won't let you... Okay. You submit. submit just submit the claim. I mean, personally, yeah. yeah. Afterwards, so you could. There's claims boxes everywhere. To mm. me, the easiest is to scan it in an email. Immediately, I get a reference number back to say they've got my mail. They're working on it, and it's as easy as that. And that's also just as important as those little slips that Absolutely. Correct. add up. Even Correct. if you've paid, even if you've paid it out of your pocket, and the medical aid is not going to refund you. Well, 100%. They, correct, correct. Like you're still getting something back. No, what she's talking about, yeah. what, when you're in the self-payment gap, yeah. it's very important you submit it because that's the only way you shut the gap down. It's the only way you close the gap is by each amount that you've paid out of your pocket. And if you find yourself at the, towards that end of the year and you you know that that gap's not going to shut down, so we, in my family, okay. we go to the doctor far more often around this time of the year. Yeah. My son's asthmatic. So this time of the year, we have a lot more kind of incidences mm-hmm. of having to go to the doctor than we do in the second half of the year, okay. which is summer. So that self-payment gap never gets closed. Okay. Does that mean that I need to reassess yes. how, my, how, how much I'm saving in the Yes, m- what plan you're on, basically. Mm. If, you, if you find that for three years you've just, you've just missed the going into the threshold by a thousand rand self-payment gap, you then every month you're paying for that above threshold benefit and you're not actually using it, I'd say let's rethink it. And then let's do that calculation that I said. What are you saving over the 12-month period? If you don't exceed that out of your pocket, you're still better off than on the lower plan. So what it does mean is it means your thinking cap, it means your calculator, and it definitely means being honest a little bit with 100%. yourself about what kind of illnesses. <laughs> and how often do you really have to go see the doctor? <laughs> yeah, because what if you're like just a hypochondriac? Well, that's, really yes, there's a few of those. Yeah. <laughs> those that's are the highest. You need to find out from somebody how often do they actually need to see the doctor. And like personally, I'm somebody that... Really, my kids know they have to be really, really ill before. Even the doctor knows. I see her every nine months. She's like, hello. You know. But other people, it's different for them. They have to go every month. They have to feel validated. I don't know what it is. So it, it depends on that as well, really. Mm. And at 430 rand a shot, it's expensive. A lot of validation that you need. A lot of attention. Just quickly before we wrap up, going into the winter and the flu season, Flu shots and those yes. kind of preventative yeah. things, yeah. do those get paid for? Yes, the they do. Aid? You get points actually for having it, like vitality points. So, yes, those vitality are covered. Vitality points. Yes. <laughs> and also, especially for people that are over a certain age, so over 65, and if they are in discovery, they actually send them a little message and say, please go for your flu shot. Yeah. Or people that have got an immune system problem, yeah. they will yeah. ask them to go. Yeah. Jeez. So yeah, there's a there's a lot there's a lot. I think this this definitely needs a follow up. It's not going to be next week, but Janice, thank you for coming through. I'm going to make sure that we get you back here again. Um, I think I can see Cindy giving me a side eye. She's ready to come <laughs> in. It's the health hour next. I hope we've empowered you with thank a little bit me. more information on how to pay for that health hour, Michelle. That uh, what that 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 even the, the I'll change again. it. <laughs> it's Mitch M I C H A. True guide, but I'm going to make it simpler. I'll get my daughter to work on it this weekend. We were talking money. I'm Pumima Thank you, Janet, for being with us. Thank you, Michelle, for being with me. It is one o'clock, and the doctors are coming up next. You've been listening to Woman Down. See you again next week. Bye, everybody. Cliffcentral.com.